Hi guys, welcome to Modern Seminarian, where we discuss life, theology, and hot topics in the church. We are a group of friends who met early on in seminary, and we've been good friends for four years. I'm Priscilla, your host, and I'm Kaylin, and I'm Rachel. First off, I just want to thank everyone who listened to our first two episodes. I was very surprised at how many people tuned in. And I hope you stay and listen to our upcoming episodes, including this one. Um, and we all got new mics, so hopefully Yay. the sound quality is better than our last two episodes. Yeah. A little less crackly, a little less sketch. Yeah, it already sounds good. And all right. Okay, now let's get right into our topic for today, which is drum roll. <laughs> Modesty. Woo! Whoa! So, modesty is something that we actually talk about a lot in our conversations with each other. It's just brought brought up like pretty randomly, um, but it's a word that is meant for something more positive. But it has become in Christian culture something more related to rebuke and judgment. So, what do you guys think of when you hear the word modesty? Wow. It's, <laughs> I know we've already been talking about it, but you know, it's, it's hard to kind of like compile your thoughts about something that's quite honestly, pretty hard to, uh, wrap our minds around nowadays. Uh, I think every Christian girl and guy, but you know, let's, I think we're mainly going to talk about women today. Um, or at least how modesty, modest culture, uh, you know, in America affects women, but like we've all grown up hearing that we need to be modest and we're told we need to be modest and in many, many ways. And at many times we were shamed into into being modest, but it is something that the Bible talks about. It is something that God clearly cares about. Um, But what does that look like exactly in our modern culture, 2000 years after, you know, Paul wrote in, you know, first Corinthians that, (laughs) that women should uh, cover themselves. Like what, what is, what exactly does that look like? So I think I think there's uh, there are many different directions we can take and that we will take during this episode. But I think the first word that comes to the mind is that it's confusing. You know, what what exactly? I mean, every Christian girl wants to honor God um, with you know not only their walk and and how they present themselves, but um, and what they wear, right? And 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 what you wear does impact how other people see you and how other people uh, view your walk with Christ and. Yeah, so it, it matters. Um, yeah, I don't want to say too much right away, but I just want to say that oh, I think it's confusing, and I think there's a lot of girls that will resonate with that. It's interesting. I think whatever first comes to mind when you think of that word is really telling of what you've been taught growing up and the Christian what Christian culture has taught you growing up about modesty. Um, I know we all grew up during the whole like purity culture, modesty movement of evangelicalism in America, um, which has a lot of weightiness to it, I would say. So my word that I think of with modesty is suffocating. It feels Mm -hmm. like covering up any self-expression, any inner beauty, any embracing of femininity or sexuality, and just kind of shoving it aside into standards. And um, I know personally, like, I grew up in like a school that had uniforms and stuff and it was like a private Christian school, great school. 
um, didn't mind uniforms for a while, but I would try to do anything I could to like wear different shoes or do something just to create some individuality and feel beautiful in the uniform because like it was just really hard having to like cover up all the time. And that really doesn't make you feel beautiful a lot of the times, but it's like what's modest, quote unquote, according to like modern Christian culture. So I think there needs to be a redefining of what modesty is exactly too, versus just like a smothering and covering anything that may make you feel beautiful or like a bold, proud individual. So Um, I think my first reaction to it is, I think high school comes up and it's not even like Christian culture. It's like in high school, there's like dress code and it wasn't like super crazy dress code, but to high schoolers, it was super crazy because I think like your shorts have to be like um, to the end of your fingertips or something. That's how long it has to be. Or you have to like go and change into your gym clothes. So I think there is, I don't know if what affected each other, but yeah, I think the world does have some, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, it's still related, not just to Christians, but modesty, I think from, for like, especially like a high school teen, it's, it's something you want to rebel against. Mm -hmm. And I think also for like Christian women, it could be something you want to rebel against, but I think there, there are positive ways you can look at it too. Um, It's just, Maybe through this, through our conversation, I'll be able to learn like the positive and more heart aspects of modesty rather than it just being like something that I want to go up against. So mm, yeah. excited to see what you guys will say. <laughs> I, I think actually one more thing that I don't know how this came to me, but I think as an adult thinking of the male gaze. And bringing that into the conversation, which I think is a subconscious as like a teenager of like oh, wanting to look cute for boys. But I felt a lot like in Christian culture, we weren't allowed to do that. Like it was sinning if we wanted to look sexy or cute or whatever and stuff. And so um, bringing the negative back into the conversation again, which will hopefully turn positive. But I think like as a 20 something Christian woman, it's more of realizing like, okay, so that's talking about the male gaze versus defining it through the lens of God who he created me to be and all of that. It's adjusting this concept of modesty as adjusting to the male gaze and kind of trying to adapt to like, oh, what we should or shouldn't do as Christians for the male gaze. Um, Yeah. Good. Good. I've actually read Kaylin, wait, who's the author of that? There's like, she actually wrote like in the seventies, there's like a book or a paper on it. It's like called the male gaze. Like she was oh, the person that coined that term. That. Wow. She's like a feminist and like, okay. Oh wait, no, world. I think I know who you're you talking know what I mean? about. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Like her though. She has some good stuff. Yeah. Keep talking. Keep well, talking. it's interesting because she brings it up and she's, she's right. I mean, she's right about something. She's definitely right that there is such a thing. I mean, sex sells basically is what she's, what she's saying. Right. Mm-hmm. And that it's a terror. She's her argument is that oh, it's a terrible thing that women have to like present in like Hollywood, for example, present themselves in such a way that um, denigrates their bodies and is catering to the male gaze. And it's just soft porn essentially. Right. But then, you know, in the same breath, feminists will also say that women can undress themselves whenever they want. And that's also empowering and, and being naked on camera is empowering somehow. So, so it's all, you know, I said the word confusing earlier, like it's even more confusing when, <laughs> Or it's, mm-hmm. it's entirely chaotic, I should say, you know, when you want to talk about 
modesty for the world, like worldly mm-hmm. modesty. They, mm-hmm. you know, they not only hate the idea of modesty because they hate God, but they like, I was going to, I was going to go into the, into this male gaze thing, but it's just, it's so twisted when you, I can't even make sense of how the world sees it because you know, it's just, they contradict themselves left and right. Yeah. But I like how you brought it up though, because the, it's not that this concept doesn't exist and it certainly um, exists in Christian cultures. And it's been, it's been sort of made into a Christian thing. Like I know we were talking about this earlier before we started the podcast, but like how like Christian women will get around and be like, well, you need to go to church dressing for the men there, or you need to dress for your husband or dress for your boyfriend, for your pastor, whatever. It's like, well, that's just kind of the Christian version of you need to cater to the male gaze. Right. But it's just, it's, (laughs) it's not Christian. And it's like we said earlier too, like it's, it's, it's shame. It's shaming of women to sort of, you know, uh, say that they're not, it's something that I'm even saying that they're not beautiful. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm struggling to talk about this. It's like, again, I, I use the word confusing. The concept. For, yeah. It's, I use the word confusing for a reason. Cause I'm still confused. Like personally. Yeah. At least in, when it comes to Christian circles, it, it usually ends up turning into something that's used to shame women. Like, Oh, well you can't, you can't show off your, your body. You can't even appear mm-hmm. feminine, right? You have to appear like some androgynous thing or baggy clothes. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And, and, and it's, there's nothing wrong with baggy clothes. There's nothing wrong with style. There's nothing wrong with creativity. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously part of what it means to be made in the image of God is to be able to mm-hmm. express your creativity. Like you talked about earlier, Kaylin, but yeah, it's just not something we really talk about. We kind of just gloss, we gloss over it a little bit in Christian circles. I was going to say in response to uh, what you said earlier, what you both were kind of touching on. Well, we were talking about shaming and also like sinning. It's almost like, okay, so Christians will shame other women for wearing, I don't know, ripped jeans or something that's too tight or too cropped or something. Um, and they'll call it a sin. They'll say, well, you're sinning, you're sinning, you're causing your brothers to stumble and you know, you shouldn't do, but it's, you shouldn't do that. Right. So they'll say that, but then it's like, well, to me, that's always felt like, if I'm not intentionally trying to sin, it's almost like this accidental sin that I could, that I could fall into not, not even knowing it. Right. And it's like, it's like this scary sort of amorphous thing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I could accidentally fall into the sin of immodesty. And maybe I'm not doing a great job of this, but I think it would help to sit here and just define our terms a little bit. Like what, like you said, Kaylin, we'll try to redefine modesty now a Christian modesty. Like what, what does it mean to be modest for the creator and modest for our brothers in Christ without denigrating the female form, without denigrating femininity and without looking like the world. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. And I think you brought up some really interesting points in there. Um, I think clarifying the male gaze for Christianity specifically actually has the opposite effect. So like for the world male gaze, it tends to be dressing to like sleep with someone and stuff like it's that very like overly sensual dressing and stuff and then for christian male gaze it's more of like cover it all up so that it seems like you do not want to do that um and so it's like the opposite extreme of that but i do think there is like a middle ground that i think these conversations are trying to get to but really (laughs) not getting to um of being able to feel very confident, beautiful, sexy, all that in your own skin. Um, but not in a way where you're trying to tempt another person through it intentionally. So 
finding some way to dress where you feel amazing. And that could be covering up, which is fine and stuff. If that's how you feel most confident and beautiful and stunning, um, or it could mean showing a little more skin and stuff. But, um, I think there's an intentionality behind the sin of immodesty that like we are like edging around in Christian culture. Yeah. I guess then what is the heart intention of modesty then? Because I think you just mentioned like there's the intention of immodesty, but what's the actual heart intention of modesty? Um, What do we want to achieve? What was like the original goal, I guess, Mm -hmm. from like way back when? um, No, that's actually, that was a very helpful question because yeah. Obviously, the original intention of modesty was it's everything we do is to glorify God, right? We are our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Um, so we adorn our temples properly, right? That goes for men and for women. So the original intention, just like everything, what worship, uh, what do you do for work, how you live your life, how you present yourself, it's all for the glory of God. Of course, it's been distorted. Uh and that's why we're sitting here, you know, desperately trying to put words together to try to even explain what what is modesty, but Um, the heart posture behind it uh, is to honor, honor God with our bodies, present yourself as a living sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to God. Um, my problem is when it gets down to actually like, okay, so does that mean no tank tops or no leggings or see-through, you know, I don't know, not see-through, what's it called? Like mesh things or uh, bikinis, right? At what point are you no longer honoring <laughs> the temple and are you causing other people to sin whether intentionally or unintentionally? It's like, how can we, how can we avoid those things? Is it even avoidable? I mean, I'll, I'll just say, for example, I went out for you know dinner uh, with some of my girlfriends the other night and I was wearing a tank top and I thought it looked pretty. I didn't actually think anything of it. Like I thought, you know, it, I didn't, it wasn't revealing by any means, like not, not in my eyes anyways, but I knew I could feel eyes <laughs> on me in various directions at, you know, this particular restaurant. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not exactly comfortable with this. This isn't, this feels a little bit violating. This feels, but you know, and then I'll, again, I just have all these conflicting thoughts like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have worn this. Was this somehow my fault? Was this, is this their fault? Are they, they're looking when they shouldn't be looking and yeah, it's hard, but obviously the original the original intention was to was to honor God, was to glorify God, but just like everything, it's it's been twisted, it's been distorted far beyond what it was originally intended to be. Yeah, would you agree, Kaylin? So it's interesting. I like the little story you brought into this, Rach. Um, I'm big on like like what Priscilla was saying, the intention behind it. So as you were not intending for someone to sin, you weren't going like, I want to wear this tank top to find a man to sleep with tonight. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I don't, I would argue that like that is still in the zone of modesty, but the Mm -hmm. fact that you brought up that you felt violated and that, Mm -hmm. um, you were feeling uncomfortable, I would say that, that shows your personal convictions coming in for where maybe your border for that is. And I do think it is more of a personal thing than the church makes it. Um, mm-hmm. I think we try to kind of blanket it with a bow um, of like, Oh, yeah, just cover do. up all the girls completely. 
But I think the most important thing is when you are honoring God, you will feel beautiful. You will feel confident. Mm -hmm. Um, You may feel the gaze of someone else and stuff. And that is their responsibility, not your responsibility. Um, And it is up to your personal discernment, whether that's comfortable for you or whether that's uncomfortable for you, I think. So um, that's not a very like strong rule, practical line or whatever, but I do think there's a lot of personal conviction and trusting that the Holy Spirit will give you personally discernment with that. It's kind of like, well, all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. It's like, well, but then that that's it kind of forces us to use our discernment a little mm-hmm. bit. Right. And like, what is mm-hmm. convicting to us? It's like, well, uh, and then there's, uh, well, what's the scripture that talks about? Maybe it's the one that's talking about causing your brother to stumble, but there's a verse that's like, you know, if it's, you know, it's like, one person can drink. Oh, go ahead. no, 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 this is not, this is something else, but it's like, you know, one person can drink and not feel convicted about it. It's not a sin for them. Right. You can drink yes. and it's like, it's fine. Right. Um, another person who's maybe more prone to alcoholism, um, cannot drink, cannot mm-hmm. be in the presence of other people that drink. It is a sin for them. Right. And then for, for the person who doesn't have a problem drinking to drag, you know, the alcoholic into that situation, they're causing, causing them to stumble. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like, if you strip, if you strip all of that away for a minute and you just look at what it is, which is drinking that mm-hmm. in of itself is not sinful. It's like, again, same thing, wearing a tank top in of itself is not sinful. It, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a personal conviction to a degree it's a personal conviction kind Mm -hmm. of thing yeah yeah totally agreed that's Mm -hmm. where I think that gets into like morality and how to define morality it's a whole different topic (laughs) we're not getting into that today (laughs) um (laughs) but yes I I'm with you on that I love that verse for that and I think honestly I think that sums up a lot of my thoughts on modesty too I thought of just I do think it is such a personal thing. And I think sadly, like modesty culture has really overlooked a lot of um, how God has designed women to feel beautiful, um, how God has designed women's sexuality, how God has designed women to feel powerful and empowered um, in their own skin and in a way that's honoring and beautiful to him. And I think we're skipping past the whole discernment part a lot in the church for Mm -hmm. personal discernment with that. And maybe we should focus more in like the capital C church um, Mm -hmm. culture on empowering people in discernment more so than having conversations about how short a skirt should or Mm -hmm. shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Um, But going back to your question, Priscilla, on um, what was it? The intention of modesty specifically. I definitely agree with Rachel of, I think it's meant to really glorify God. The body is a temple. So honor your own body and honor God. And I do think that is a big gray area. I don't think the Bible clearly defines what that honor looks like for honoring your own body, but I do think that we can assume it means caring for it. It means feeling special and beautiful and all of that good stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not intentionally causing others to sin or going out of your way to be like trying to tempt others into lust basically. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's still okay to, to be like, Oh, I want to seem attractive and sexually attractive, but but not like going out with the purpose of being like, I want to go cause someone to sleep with me right now. Yeah. Well, I think we're on the same page. It's like, obviously we never want to, I think we're more talking about the unintentional things. And and Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I think we're all on the same page about that. 
Yeah. Um, I guess one thing I wanted to bring up real quick, and then you can ask another question, Priscilla, but I, and I almost wish we had a man here because I, I know I have enough brothers in Christ that have brought this up in very, in like different conversations. And it's very, obviously very interesting to hear their perspective on it because, um, I'm not attracted to women, so I can't, <laughs> you know, can't, can't speak with that, uh, way of viewing the world. And I've heard, you know, I've heard enough men say with earnesty to me that they struggle, they go to the beach Mm -hmm. and they struggle. Like it's not there again. They're not trying to look, they're not trying to lust after people in their hearts, but the temptation at a place like the beach or at the gym is much higher than it would be like anywhere else. Um, and I've heard, Oh, this is just my, you know, just my, these are just my personal stories in my life. Like just, you know, men that I deeply care about literally tell me like with sadness in their eyes, like, I don't know what to do when I go to a place like the beach, because I see all of these incredibly beautiful women walking around and they're not wearing any clothes, you know? (laughs) And, uh, it's too much of a burden for me. Should I even go to the beach anymore? Should I even go to the gym anymore? And it's like, well, that breaks my heart for them in a way, but I also don't know how to solve the problem. You know, I also, I don't even know if it is solvable. I, you know, so what should women wear, you know, burkas to the beach? I'm not, (laughs) you know, I'm not, I'm okay. That's just a joke. I'm kidding, obviously, but, uh, what, what can women do? And, you know, as a whole to, to, to stop that from happening because they can't, they can't do anything to stop men from looking at them. Men will always look at them. Like I mean, my pastor always says that women are the consummate consummation of beauty. And I was just, oh, I love that. It's so, you know, that's such a nice thing to say, but what does that really mean? It means that men like cannot keep their eyes off of us, right? They think we're the most beautiful thing to ever walk the earth. Right. And that's the way God intended it to me. When Adam exclaims, you know, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, like it's, he's, elated at the side of Eve. Like, he doesn't even know her. <laughs> He's like bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Like, wow. What a, what a woman. Right. Um, so there's a part of me that like really does feel for, for men, uh, Christian men who, yeah. who struggle with this. Um, I think obviously definitely feel for them and empathize and all of that. And, um, I get the struggle. I think that goes back to the church doing a really poor job about having open conversations for both men and women about sexuality and mm-hmm. training up. How do we hold this responsibility of God has given us this gift of sexual desire? What do we do with it now? And how not in the way of like just abstinence, because we hear that a lot. We all know that, but for the most part, we all know that. Um, but I think having a conversation of like, this is an honor to be attracted to others and stuff. How do we hold that honor and responsibility and mm-hmm. um, have more of those conversations? I don't think that places the burden on women mm-hmm. to dress a yeah. different way for the man to not sin or yeah. places the burden on the man, maybe for a time to abstain from going those places. But I would say equally, like there are women who struggle with going to the gym and seeing dudes work out. I mean, Hey, I love checking out a good guy at the gym and stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So it's not like a one-sided thing with this. It's just sexual attraction right there. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
gets to the purity culture talk, which will be our next episode. Um, (laughs) But I think there needs to be more open conversations about how do we not just suffocate sexuality? How do we honor it and Mm. allow it to be a beautiful responsibility of ours versus something that we're just like, close your eyes, walk away all the time. So Yeah. 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 Like usually at a church setting, if there's maybe like a woman who's wearing something more, a little bit more revealing. Um, I feel like the first response maybe for a church leader would like go, would be going up to that woman saying like, can you maybe wear a jacket or something? Like, um, like maybe like the guys here, like, I don't know, are, are thinking weird thoughts or whatever, but it's not going to the guys and being like, Hey, let's like talk about, <laughs> let's talk yeah. about what you're thinking. And to clarify, you're saying that that is what happens, not what should happen, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I, was, <laughs> no, I was freaking no, no, no. over here. I was like, oh, oh, oh. up and said that to me. Ooh. <laughs> I, would, I was that, just like thinking, I would of leave this, the church. Yeah. I would re- yeah. leave a Yelp. I would turn into a Karen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Actually, it's like the woman has to yes. do something, not the guy has to do anything. And that's why modesty is such a like woman yeah. topic rather than it being like both gendered topic. And so I, yeah, I wonder what it would look like for guys to have like the modesty conversation mm-hmm. as well. Cause I think women definitely probably do at churches, but yeah, I don't know about guys. Isn't there a verse about like plucking out your eye or something? If you look like mm-hmm. oh yeah lustfully Where, at a why woman, aren't the like, guys plucking out their eyes out your I mean, eye. <laughs> same with the woman why aren't we all just plucking out our eyes <laughs> am i crazy that's a that's that's a no it is that, that's a real <laughs> i'm suddenly like wait is that real yeah yeah, yeah it's uh if it's, if you look it's at in matthew a, i think yeah i mean it maybe maybe i'm not that might not be quite right but i think it's If you're no, 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 it's if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off, right? Not plugging on your eye, but you know, um, but then it's Jesus also says, if you even look at a woman lustfully, you've sinned in your heart, right? Like you've already, that's and it. So I, was I think that puts there's, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just, I was combining those in my, in my mind. I don't think it's plucking out an eye. <laughs> I got you. I think that also, even that verse puts the responsibility back on the person who is sinning though and stuff and mm-hmm. figuring out what do I do with this and internally versus putting that responsibility on everyone around you. <sighs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I think it's a good conversation. I, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm having yeah. fun. Abstract, but I like it, you know? Yeah. I think it's meant to be abstract though. I think yeah, that's okay. the thing is like yeah. that we've tried to boil it down to not abstract and not abstract. Yeah. And so, so trying to bring it back into abstract is what we need to do with this topic, I think. So, and then personally yeah. apply it. It's so hard. I just want to be like, oh, is it It'd be so much easier? I could just say, well, a two piece bathing suit is a sin and a one piece <laughs> that, is not, you know? <laughs> but speaking on that though, God never or not never, but he tends to not give us clear rules or directions on specifically how to do things. He's more about the heart set versus our rules. And so that would just be a ton of rules instead of transforming the heart. So it's allowing space for Holy Spirit to come in and do his hippie work. We love it. (laughs) Hippie work. Okay. Hippie work. Yeah. Yeah, but that we no, you're, you're right. It, it's definitely hard too. I also we didn't really talk about it either, but you know it doesn't matter. But different bodies um, make mm. things look different. You could be wearing the same shirt, or two girls could be wearing the same shirt, and they have two different uh, 
you know, get into the kibby body type system (laughs) or just, you know, um, you know, more, more stuff in the Northern regions, like, yeah, right. You have more cleavage and that Mm -hmm. really changes an outfit, right. To the point where you're like, oh, that was a modest outfit on this girl, but on this girl, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's totally immodest and you can't wait. You know, well, that's, that's really hard to, I mean, if I was sitting in front of someone discipling them about that, like I, I would struggle to, cause they'd be like, well, you're wearing the same things I am a white, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's a hard thing. It's a heart issue. I, yeah. I think that comes yeah. back to personal discernment with all that too. And stuff of just like people who do have bigger chests or whatever, like, figuring out for them, how do they feel most comfortable, beautiful, honored, all that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Agreed. So maybe it's better to not have like a, like, you know how there's like the men time and the women time and you kind of talk about your own thing. Mm -hmm. Like what, what if we talked about it together? (laughs) I would really like that actually. One big honest communication about it. It would be really awkward, but I think it's supposed to be though. And that would start a lot of good, open, healthy conversations that we don't have in the church. I think it's good that there's two different ministries, but like when it comes to sexuality, I think there definitely needs to be a joint one because then it's just a taboo for like Mm -hmm. and that either sides from what i've heard also leads to like issues in marriage too of not feeling like you should like feeling a lot of shame about communicating about like your sexual needs basically yeah in marriage like there's no teaching of communicating that to the opposite sex in the church good point that's a really <laughs> or expectations after yeah. you get like going into you know marriage counseling and, and once you get married your mm-hmm. wedding night i mean i mean how many people I, I haven't even got there yet but i already know that i know nothing you know like <laughs> and there's no there's no there's no talk about it there's no talking about it there's no communication there's no um yeah. you know what how how do you live together as two sexual beings for the rest of your life yeah thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of modern seminarian we hope you enjoyed it please give it a follow um leave a review or share it with a friend if you really enjoyed this episode we appreciate all the love um and if you have any questions or feedback you can go ahead and dm any of us on instagram um our instagram bios are in the description for this podcast you can go ahead and tune in tomorrow for our part two on modesty. Thanks again for listening.